Hello again, welcome to another episode of the Uranium Market Minute. Today is Tuesday, August 9th, and this is episode number 166. My name is Justin Hewn. I am your host. I'm the founder and publisher of the Uranium Insider Pro Newsletter, the only investing newsletter that focuses solely on uranium, finds the best risk-reward investments in the space, and publishes on a regular monthly basis. As always, nothing that you see or hear in this podcast is intended to be investing advice. I'm not your financial advisor. This is not financial advice. Please always do your own due diligence when it comes to investing and always take responsibility for your own choices. All right. Great to be back with you guys again today. Had a long weekend. I was not here Friday or yesterday, which was Monday the 8th. I hope you had a great weekend. I spent some time with family, um, some much needed time off. And um happy to be back into the into the the thick of things here. Um, Friday and yesterday were decently supportive of uranium shares. Today, the markets are rolling over a bit. We have the CPI coming in tomorrow, and it seems like there's a bit of jitters around that. Of course, that's with a lot of uh, a lot of the investors um, in most markets generally keeping an eye on um, not only inflation numbers but uh, recessionary numbers as well, um, believing that essentially the Fed will eventually soften on their hawkish rate hike regime based on a lowering inflation number and um, and recession numbers getting bad enough. We continue in that direction. So the market is definitely waiting on those numbers tomorrow with bated breath and saw a bit of selling off happen today. Um, we'll go over a bit of what I'm seeing in the charts currently in just a moment. And I'm going to talk in the mailbag section today uh, briefly about some MA action that we're seeing in the space. But before we do that, let's jump right into the daily scoreboard. Spot price of uranium unchanged uh, over the last three days in the market, 47.75 a pound mid market. The spot market is extremely quiet during these summer doldrums. How quiet? The 250,000 pounds that Spot bought, bought last week was the only purchase, uh, the only purchasing done in the spot market. And that was done by Sprott. Uh, so Sput, on that note, did not raise any new money over the past two trading days. Of course, uh, they still are trading at a discount to NAV, though that's come in a bit at minus 5.74% as of yesterday's close. Uh, they're now sitting on $37 million in cash in their treasury. They're unlikely to draw that down any further besides maybe some small um, GNA expenses, but they're unlikely to expend any more of that cash that they're sitting on to buy uranium until they can raise more money when risk is back on, they're trading back at a premium to NAV. And it's been a very, very long time since we have seen that. Um, interestingly enough, uh, UXC, which is one of the uranium uh, nuclear consultants, let's say, probably the most prominent nuclear industry consultant, and they report on pricing, et cetera. Now, this information, of course, is behind a paywall, so I'm not going to quote it directly. I'm not going to share any of that but they are essentially highlighting the effect that Sput has had on the market of the past year. In fact, we are now um, coming up on the one-year anniversary of Sput's ATM in the next couple of weeks here. And uh, clearly the potential for flows to come back into that vehicle and for them to have um, yet again, a very large impact on the spot market is, is definitely there. And you've heard me state numerous times over the past couple of months, um, essentially in response to a lot of commentary uh, on Twitter and elsewhere that, you know, Sput is a broken vehicle, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that's not the case. Um, this is still the most liquid vehicle. Uh, one of the most, if not the most liquid vehicles in the entire investing space, it's 80% owned by institutions. And when risk comes back on and money starts piling into this sector, they will go into Sput. We will trade back up above that pre that one percent premium to NAV. They will raise more cash and they will be buying more uranium. That is coming. Um, I feel very very confident in that statement. 
Uh, looking at the ETFs, both URA and URNM reported inflows. Over the past two trading days, URA had inflows 450,000 new shares, URNM 25,000 new shares. That gave rise combined to 8.5 million of new mandated buying. So let's look at some year-to-date numbers here. URA outstanding share count is increased by 21.4 million shares. URNM has increased by 3.7 million shares. The inflows of those two ETFs and their share issuance year-to-date has given rise to 746.1 million in mandated buying. The inflows, despite the volatility this year, have been pretty substantial into these ETFs. Um, looks like, to me, like a lot of accumulation. Over the last two days, the joint uh, assets under management for these two ETFs has increased by $75 million and now sits just above $2.5 billion. Now, this is now under a billion at $900 million below its recent mid-April high of $3.4 billion in AUM, and this has almost entirely come from portfolio depreciation, considering that their outstanding share counts of these two ETFs has risen since that time period. Very interesting stuff. We were noticing something similar back in January. If you were watching this channel back in January, noting that the uh, the inflows to the ETFs during the risk-off environment, the markets and the pullback in the sector, we expected that to lead to another strong move to the upside. Guess what? We expect the same in this particular situation. So over the past couple of trading days, like I mentioned, uh, uranium shares have been generally somewhat lofty, however, not on huge volumes. Um, there's been an extraordinary amount of positive news flow in the space. I'm going to talk about one of those elements in the mailbag section in just a moment. But first, let's take a look at the charts. Starting off with URA, uh, down 2.59% on the day, definitely underperforming the S&P uh, today as we have outperformed the S&P over the last week or so. I'm pulling back, I'm noting here, it's not a huge and very obvious uh, negative divergence in the RSI, but we did see a higher high recently and a slightly lower high in the RSI. I do think we're looking at a decent little pullback here. Will we retest the recent lows of July and late June? I don't know. I think it's unlikely. I would like to see a healthy pullback here, a nice little reset. I would like to see a higher low from the late June, early July lows across the space. That is what really I'm looking for. Turning to URNM relative to the spot price of uranium. Um, we definitely underperformed today, almost 3% down because spot has been flat and the miners have been moving up. Again, looking at the RSI, making a series of three higher highs here and the RSI slightly moving down, probably due for a pullback in terms of the equities relative to the metal as well. Cameco also a higher high and a lower high in the RSI. And now we are seeing the uh, first day of a, of a nice 3% pullback after seeing a decent reversal candle yesterday. So I would, I would not be surprised to see at the very least we retest this breakout, retest this downtrend line um, that we did break through over two points of previous resistance on those two, uh, those two high points, intracycle highs. I would like to see us bounce off of that. If we bounced off of that, that would probably align perfectly with a rising 50-day. That would be an ideal technical situation uh, from my perspective. Of course, it's possible we break below that. And if we come back down and test this lower trend line, in my opinion, that would be an all-time back-of-the-truck moment, considering what I feel very strongly about is coming for uh, the spot price of uranium and uranium equities later part of this quarter and into Q4 of this year. Any pullback going forward from now, in my opinion, is a strong buying opportunity. 
Looking at the URA relative to the S&P, a big down day today, uh, down over 2% relative to the S&P, which was also down today. We're going back towards that trend line, which we broke through to the downside a few weeks ago. We did recover decently well. I would like to see this uptrend maintain, zooming out on this chart. Lastly, the Sprott Physical Uranium Trust, uh, down over 4% on the day, pretty big down day. So we're now pushing uh, that 10% discount to NAV. Again, historically speaking, anything around 10% or beyond in terms of a discount to the net asset value has been a buying opportunity for SPUT. I don't think this situation is any different in that case. All right, uh, mailbag section. So I've had a few questions coming to me about the M&A situation. Now, obviously in the headlines, the primary M&A that we are talking about here is the bidding war going on for UEX. Now, UEX is a explorer slash developer. They're not in the development stage yet. They sit on a number of uh, decent assets in the Athabasca Basin. Um, the stock has been a relative underperformer for years and years and years, and perhaps management was waiting for a buyout opportunity, and that opportunity came. The original bid came, came from UEC, from Uranium Energy Corp. Um, that bid was bid up by Denison, uh, then th those uh, apparently Denison was all not that happy that the details of that higher bid became public against their intention. UEC made yet another higher bid. It looked like the UEX shareholders had accepted that higher bid and were moving forward. Now Denison countered again with yet another higher bid. Now uh, uh, UEX shareholders, excuse me, I, I misspoke a minute ago. UEX shareholders, UEX shareholders now unanimously. Um, approved the takeover bid by Denison and UEC has another five days to counter again if they if they uh, intend to do so. So uh, this is a very, very interesting situation. This is really the first time we've seen a bidding war happen for an explorer slash developer in the uranium space that is so public like this with two very prominent companies going back and forth, raising bids and trying to take out this asset um, or this company with a number of assets, I should say. Um, these types of M&A deals and bidding wars, they do not happen in bear markets, okay? The fact that these two prominent companies are um, continually bidding up on this on this company, trying to take out the, the their, their opposer in this case, um, this is a very, very strong signal for the market in general. Okay. These are the types of things that you see in bull markets and the companies would not be doing this if they did not expect a certain type of market going forward. Now, when you see capitulation in markets where companies can buy up assets on the cheap, that is a different situation. That is what we saw, uh, the Encore Energies of the world, um, the layer mines of the world. Uh, there, there, there's a number of others, right. That purchased assets, 2016, 2017, 2018, when um, the, the spot price of uranium had just continued to fall, the SWU price had continued to fall. And you saw just uh, you, you saw companies sell off assets on the cheap because they just wanted to get them off their books. They did not know when the market would be turning around. And companies that were in position, whether with cash or shares, to take advantage of that did so. Now, that's capitulation. That is not what's happening now. What's happening right now is a company that's relatively undervalued with decent assets is being bid up by two very prominent players due to an expectation of what they might be able to get out of evaluation of those assets or production out of those assets eventually going forward. This is a very, very positive signal for the market going forward. Um, I think that it's just important to note that, to note that I fully expect more M&A to come. I think we're going to see an exciting M&A space in the United States. 
There's a number of companies sitting on decent assets that I think are ripe for takeout. And there's a number of companies that are uh, that are poised to do the taking out. And uh, that's probably not going to be the only place. We probably are going to see some further M&A in uh, Namibia, potentially in Niger, um, and possibly more in the Athabasca. So going forward, more M&A is coming. We're going to see more of a concentration of companies um, and we'll probably likely see a lot of newer companies sprouting up in the space going forward. Um, the, the current risk off situation in markets across the board for most of this year has definitely slowed that down, but I believe that is going to shift. And I believe that that risk off will shift to risk on possibly coinciding with the move up in the spot price of uranium, which in my opinion is, uh, it, we are counting down the weeks right now. I think that is coming very, very soon. So very exciting space. I'm happy to see this bidding war going on, um, regardless of how you feel about the companies or the assets being bid on. Um, it's it's a positive signal for the sector. These companies believe strongly that we are entering into what is likely going to be a multi-year bull market. Otherwise, they would not be acting in such a manner. So very positive signal. I wanted to highlight that to you guys. There's so much more news flow happening out there right now, but that I think is one of the more important things to highlight. Um, looks like we're probably going to see a pretty volatile week going forward. Like I highlighted in the charts, I wouldn't be surprised to see a decent little pullback here. Um, honestly, from my perspective, knowing what I know and the level of confidence that I have in the sector going forward, I would love a good flush out here. I would love to see sentiment turn negative. I would love to see a decent pullback here. And that's what I'm hoping for. My fingers are crossed for that to come in the next one to two plus weeks. Um, if that happens, I'll be getting much more aggressive on the long side because I think that we're honestly counting down the weeks before we have some strong moves in the commodity. So very exciting space. Uh, thank you for being here. I do appreciate all of you. If um, if you do enjoy this channel, enjoy this podcast, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, I would really appreciate a review on there. If you're listening to this on Spotify, I would appreciate the same. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like the video and share it around, subscribe to the channel. We will notify you whenever we publish a new episode, which is almost every day. Um, very exciting times for clean energy and nuclear uh, energy and uranium specifically. All right. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I will see you again tomorrow. Cheers.